0: Well, time to talk AFL, and on the line we have our uh, usual and uh, very fine correspondence from Fox Footy and Herald Sun, uh, John Ralph. And, uh, Ralphie, if you can look past the uh, grainy footage of a Bali nightclub, there's a feral <laughs> round of footy ahead of us as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. Hey, let's touch it and move on. Hey, yeah, yep. eight months into my journalism career in 2000, I we're sitting in the rooms at the MCG, Grand Final, Essendon have won. I'm talking to James, uh, Jason Johnson, Mark Johnson, Peveril. I'm thinking this is the greatest access. This is the greatest gig of all time. How good is this? I'm at the footy talking about the footy. And now I'm uh, trying to discern the uh, rights or wherefores of TikTok videos, of <laughs> grainy footage, of levels of consent. Is that Jordan to go his tattooed hand or is that his mate? Oh, we've come a long way. So it's all still very important. But um, yeah, they are distractions to the main game and they're important because players like Jordan are so critical to the fortunes of Collingwood. But it's a. It's a weird old world we live in in journalism and life these days.
2: So, Ralphie, he's been given a suspended sentence of $25,000. Contract negotiations put on hold. Basically, behave yourself for the rest of the season and we'll talk about it then. Is that correct? No, that's correct. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. And to be honest, it's look, if Collingwood had said, move along, nothing to
1: see, Jordan was a bit silly, but we don't mind, Uh, we'd say that's fine. If they'd said, Jordan, two-week suspension, it's a disgrace, we'd say, that's fine. What they've done now, he's probably half pregnant. You know, we're we're disgusted by the action. We're going to force him to do uh, significant behavioural courses. We're putting these talks on hold, but there's no suspension. And so I think all of us would feel like, well, I've probably had a bob each way. And so for Jordan, now he will absolutely have to wait until the end of the year for a contract. I think it'll cost him a couple of million. I think it's his delicious um, loyalty test for Collingwood. What a beautiful play there. Okay, stay with us for one6 you might offer, you might get offered $4 million somewhere else. If you really love us, Shorton, you'll stay. And you know what? If he leaves, um, they might get a free agency pick, and we might talk about that in a, in a second. But more to the point, they'll be okay, just like uh, Frio is with Adam Chera, just like Hawthorne was with Buddy Franklin. You don't want to lose all your stars, but sometimes when you lose a distraction like that, it frees up cap space for other players, and it allows other players to lift, and it removes, let's face it, one of the bad boys of the AFL, who I would think he's unlikely to change his spots, even if he's said that he will in, in yet another uh, statement of contrition.
0: Uh, Ralphie, you just touched on there, a free agency pick. There's some relevance there, is there, that you can see coming?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think Collingwood are really confident about Daniel McStay. Now, you know, it's very early, you know, 15 rounds into the season to make those bold predictions that he's definitely going to Collingwood. And yet all we would say is that I think Brisbane's hopes, which were really strong a couple of weeks back... Well, their plan B now is to try and scour the market for other forwards out there. I think it's why, you know, there was some interest, maybe a kicking of its tires, maybe less, maybe more, but a vague bit of interest in, um, uh, in Adelaide, of course, and Taylor Walker, you know, would he come up to Brisbane? Now, now, Brisbane haven't denied that. You know, whether there's a lot of veracity in that, I'm not sure. But 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 I think Collingwood are, are quite confident now that that, that there are a really good chance to secure Daniel McStay. Brisbane's offered him five years of 500. It's a really fair contract. But he could get back to Melbourne. He could secure maybe three million bucks over five years. Uh, Collingwood's really aggressively pushing for key position defenders for small forwards as well. And so if it is that Brisbane do lose him, it's not the end of the world. We just talked about that with uh, with Dugowie. And yet I think it, it adds a little frisson of, of tension and of, uh, you know, of, of a timeline there for Brisbane to say, OK, this is not our only year to win a flag, but gee, let's, make it our, let's make it our best possible chance just in case we lose McStay there and we have to try and find another key forward to replace him.
2: Well, since Chris Fagan's arrival at the Lions here, Ralphie, they, they haven't really lost anyone that they wanted to keep. So it will be a different scenario for them, won't it?
1: Oh, no doubt about that. And look, the free agency market is different in that, you, you know, you can loo- uh, leave a club, you can get there with, at, at your club of choice. You don't have to be dragged through the pre-season draft or months of, um, you know, really sordid trade negotiations. Um, of course, we did say that with Jeremy Cameron, but I, I would think that there'd be, um, there'd be no way that Brisbane would, would hold him against his will if he decided he wanted to leave. And so, yeah, I, look, they will be fine. You know, obviously, we know that Eric Hipwood's coming off a knee. Joe Danaher has had a, a fantastic, um, you know, uh, what is it, year and a half, two years there. Um, you know, we love the fact that they're developing so many exciting mid-sized forwards. Cam Rayner can play midfield and forward. I think McCarthy's a magnificent forward. We know, of course, Charlie Cameron's probably the best in the game there. And so they keep developing players like that. Zach Bailey as well. Um, if they lost, it, it, it would not uh, end their premiership hopes. But it would just, it would just give them a little dent. And, and if they couldn't replace him, and it's very hard to replace key forwards, well, yeah, I, I think that they, um, they might take a half step back before they surged again.
0: It's an interesting point, isn't it, from McStay's point of view. I mean, he's been a really loyal servant up here at Brisbane, but if he can get an extra half a million bucks uh, for a professional footballer, um, that's uh, not to be sneezed at, is it? You can understand it, and I think he'd probably go with uh, Brisbane's best wishes, frankly.
1: Yeah, and look, he wouldn't get more than 500 at Brisbane, and I don't think by the end of that deal, when he'd be about 31, he'd be getting that same sort of quantum. And so, you know, let's call it, let's call it 600, let's call it, you know you got a creative accountant there, let's call it 450 after tax. You know, you, you store that away, and, and that mm. does um, um, that does hold you up for a long period of your life. My word. That kind of deal allows you to be financial. I mean, how, how do you guys do on your 600 a year? I, mm. I, I would assume you can sort of set yourself up financially for life.
0: Oh, well, I've got a very bad accountant because mine gets much lower than 450 <laughs> <laughs> by the time I get my tax return. But uh, no, that's an interesting point. And of course, we're all looking forward up here to watching uh, Brisbane versus Melbourne. Now, Paul's thought it was probably a more important game for Melbourne, silly as it sounds. What do you think, uh, Ralphie? No doubt about that, yeah. Th- three losses on the bounce,
1: you know, lots of turmoil,
0: which I don't think is
1: massively impacting them about, you know, their coach and his behavioural issues. And, of course, the former president seems to be at war with the, with the current mob. So, so I don't think that's impacting them so much as Stephen May and his, you know, massive absence from the club in uh, one of those games based on concussion and, of course, the last one when he was suspended after his punch-up with his teammate. And so now they obviously come into that contest on Thursday night with, with Gaughan, uh, Max Gorn, their captain, not available. With Stephen May back, you know, with real question marks about Jake Lever, their intercepting defender. He seems to be off his tucker. Teams seem to be, uh, tend to be tagging. They, you know, they're all Australian-caliber uh, wingman and Ed Langdon. And so, yeah, for, for Melbourne, it's absolutely, how do we respond? Teams have been running over us. You know, the fear factor is there. I always feel after a premiership, your first 10 games are easy because... Um, you're so confident in what you're doing. Yeah. You know, you, you're, just, you're not downhill skiing, but you're just taking a half step forward at the contest because you know that your teammates will win that ball. And then teams figure you out. Then teams go to work on you again. You know, then when, you know, instead of taking a half step forward, you're just downright you know, downhill skiing. And when teams like Brisbane can expose that, uh, you're in some real trouble. So Brisbane are humming along really well. You know, that they don't seem to have too many issues in regards to their game style. Um, yeah, yes, Harris Andrews would... Would love to be playing, you know, elite football as an interceptor and a and a key position defender. But he certainly took care of business against Max King uh, last week. You know, a really strong stopping performance in a bounce, bounce back um, game. So, so yeah, they are they are absolutely primed for the kind of test to come down to Melbourne and try and knock off the reigning premiers.
2: No Max gone, gone for for Melbourne this weekend. Here, Ralphie, he's going to be gone for another four or five weeks. But there's got to be a question, Mark, about Dane Zorko as well with that hamstring injury for the Lions. So both teams could be missing influential leaders there at the club.
1: No doubt about that. And, look, you know, no, no one would ever discount anything that that, um, uh, that uh, Zorks does, you know, bouncing off the halfback. Um, but but I think everything Melbourne does, it runs through uh, Max Thorne from from the, you know, tap work in the centre bounce, to the you know strong marking forward, and we saw those five goals in the preliminary final. You know, to, to dropping back into that hole and taking those really strong intercept marks. So, so I think he's almost as important as any player in the game in, in regards to his his team's capabilities. Now, you know, it's fair to say that Luke Jackson, his understudy, his star understudy, has been off his game in the last month. It's just been going. You know, he has been offered you know significant deals from from Fremantle and Melbourne and West Coast. I don't know whether that's having any impact. So, so here's your chance. You've got probably a month, as you said, with that ankle injury to just come in and be the dominant ruckman that, that people believe he can be. He's only in his third year, so let's not expect that he's going to be the finished article. But he goes up against, you know, obviously, Oscar McInerney, who would have him, I think, on height and on reach. And he's in some reasonable form as well. And so that battle within a battle will be utterly fascinating. And yet, yeah, I think all of us would feel like Melbourne has significantly diminished without Max Gorn.
0: It's uh, it's a fabulous uh, time of the year and with the latter as it is, five teams within a game of each other at the top and in this particular round, all top eight teams playing each other, um, it, it can't be more exciting. The Fremantle Carlton game, uh, Ralphie, how do you see it? Oh, I think we just love everything that Fremantle's doing. You
1: know, As I say, they've lost key players there. You know, They've lost some of their significant key forwards. Matt Tabin has been out for a while. He's likely to come back in himself and so you know they've played players like Griffin Logue forward. They've had a fantastic year from Rory Lobb. We know that Angus Brayshaw is, if not the Brownlow favourite, right up there as well. And yet Carlton doesn't seem to want for anything. Yes, they'd love... Apologies. They'd love a couple more key defenders, you know, with another one of those key defenders going down in Corey Durden. But so all of a sudden, if Tabiner comes back into that team with Lobb, and you'd think they'd continue to play Lob, uh, um, uh, 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 yeah, griffin Log forward, rather, and so all of a sudden, a, a, a defence that's got, well, young Lewis, Lewis Young, who, who was tested last week against the Tigers, I don't even know who their, their next best um, key position defender would be. You know, probably, uh, you know, Brodie Kemp, who's played as a forward in the VFL, but he's 193 centimetres. And so Carlton will absolutely have to dominate that midfield contest. We'll have to get you know, goals out of, of course, their, their stars in Harry McKay, who came come back from a knee injury last week, and also Charlie Kerner, who's in the form of his career. Because if you don't do that and you break even across those components, all of a sudden you would feel like Fremantle with their, you know, their star fleet of small forwards, of course, and and also those key position forwards. You feel like they win the day. There's just so many games like that across the, the, the week with great individual battles and just a great bigger picture battle as well for for the finals race.
2: Ralphie, how big a genius is Travis Ald here, the man who puts the AFL fixture together? He gets all the by rounds out of the way, and then he comes back with all these teams in the top eight or the bottom four all taking on each other. How did he work that out at the start of the
1: season? (laughs) Well, he'd want to pull his socks up because the last three rounds they were pretty (laughs) ordinary in terms of the. I didn't mind the 3.20pm start, so I'll tell you on Sunday. It just gives you a little bit more time on a Fox footy Sunday, which is always pretty frantic. Yeah, look, there's been some great individual games across those three weeks, but look, let's, let's face it, the sum of their parts has been a little bit disjointed and, you know, a few gaps in the market, you know, no MCG games, you know, across, you know, big days, Saturdays and Sundays, you know, in Melbourne, which has probably felt like, um, you know, it felt like it sort of just dragged the season to a halt. And then we just go whackety whack whack again. It's going to be magnificent. Um, and if you look at those teams, I mean, Richmond-Geelong, you know, it's a 4.25pm game on a, on a Saturday afternoon at the MCG. Richmond's won five of the last six. Uh, I think Geelong has won five of the last seven. Both of those teams in extraordinary form. And if I said to you that Dustin Martin and Patrick Dangerfield are the two best players in the comp, you might quibble. But you know, we'd have a bloody good argument over a couple of beers at the drip tray, and so to think that those two players will be going head to head as long as, as well as two players have just kicked their 700th goals, I think this season, uh, or, or the last, um, the last 10 months, you know, in Jack Rewald and uh, Tom Hawkins, you know, there are, um, it will be such a welcome respite after talking about TikTok and Jordan Ngawi and all those dramas to actually get back and. You know, we used to do these things called previews, uh, you know, head to head matchups, all those things in the newspaper, all those (laughs) things you'd look forward to. They don't tend to click these days, so there's less of those. But, you know, it's the kind of round where you just want to talk about the the pure naps and bolts and the X's and O's of, of, of just great football games.
2: Okay, who wins Thursday night, Melbourne or Brisbane? Well, there's no reason to tip
1: Melbourne. Absolutely no reason at all, which is why I will tip them. You know, I just think that, um, <laughs> you know, a week off, you know, really, you know, time to just, just strip back what, what's right for them. And so often, you know, I, I just, I'm pretty mediocre in the footy tips, but I always feel a, a quality team who's been stirred up and has had some losses and he's going to bounce back with, um, yeah, with real pep in their step. I always feel like that, that bounce back is, is likely to see them win the day. So I think Melbourne... But, again, I mean, if you did the form, you know, there is an absolute reason why Brisbane should be the favourites coming into
2: this contest. Good on you, Ralphie. Look, always a pleasure to chat to you. You go back to uh, looking at those TikTok videos (laughs) and we'll chat to you next Wednesday. (laughs) Thanks, guys.